Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Topics on today's episode include updates on last week's inflation reports, my interview with Rob Chrisman on the Western Secondary Conference, and what to look forward to in the capital markets this week. Thanks to today's podcast sponsor, Richie May. Richie May is a recognized leader in providing specialized advisory, audit, tax, technology, and other services to the mortgage industry for almost four decades. Among many awards, Richie May has been named a top 100 firm twice and is known in the market for their education and contributions to the mortgage industry. They don't just hire from the mortgage industry, they have the experts who build it. To experience how Richie May can help you transform your mortgage business, visit richiemay.com. Yes, inflation is coming down somewhat. And yes, the FDIC-driven sales of mortgage-backed securities prompted by the bank failures earlier this year are wrapping up. But mortgage rates haven't done much on the downside. Let's dive into why. Last week's economic data was focused on inflation, which remains well above the Fed's preferred 2% target. Consumer prices rose during July at both the headline and core levels, although the gains were widely forecasted. While core inflation was 4.7% over the prior 12 months, the last three months' annualized gains slowed to 3.1%, an encouraging sign that, that the annual rate will continue to fall. It's encouraging to see inflation continue to ease without a significant contraction in the overall economy, increasing optimism that the Fed may achieve its desired soft landing. While costs for shelter and services continue to put upwards pressure on overall inflation, goods prices have been contracting. Core goods declined 0.3% in July, the largest monthly drop since March 2022. Costs for more expensive items, where consumers typically rely on financing, such as cars and household furniture, contributed to the decline in prices. Additionally, the percentage of small businesses reporting the need to increase prices fell to 25% in July, the lowest percentage since February 2021. Mortgage and treasury rates, however, rose after the release of a hotter-than-expected producer price index, or PPI, report for July on Friday. The report showed headline and core, which excludes food and energy, PPI, actually in at 0.3% when it was expected at 0.2%. Core PPI accelerated to 0.8% year-over-year from 0.2% in June, representing the first sequential increase in 13 months. To sum things up, the much-anticipated consumer inflation report on Thursday showed that the headline and core consumer price index was unchanged from June, bolstering bets among market participants that the Federal Reserve would hold off on further rate hikes. But hotter-than-anticipated producer price inflation data on Friday played spoil sport for a risk on appetite, with both the headline and core producer price index for July rising from the previous month. Still, the overall picture points to a slowdown in inflation, and has even led to hopes of disinflation. There's a rising consensus among traders that the Federal Reserve will be able to deliver a so-called soft landing. For today's interview, I want to welcome back to the show Rob Chrisman to talk about the Western Secondary Conference and its impact over the years on the industry. Yes, that Rob Chrisman. When everybody refers to me as Rob, that's who they're talking about. <laughs> Let's talk Western Secondary, which is next week. Why is it so near and dear to your heart? Well, believe it or not, it is this week. Uh, People are getting there Sunday, 
this Sunday, and then uh, the actual event starts Monday night, but there's a golf tournament Monday morning and different people doing different things. And in fact, I have a uh, charity tennis event Sunday afternoon, and then it wraps up Wednesday morning. And it is near and dear to me because I've been going to it since 1986, six years before you were born. So it's a uh, it's an oldie but a goodie for me, and it's local. For years and years, it was held in San Francisco, and now it's being held in Orange County. And it's just a good way to uh, connect. What was the conference like back in 1986 through the 90s? So in 1986, savings and loans were a big deal, SNLs. And there were some wacky characters who were either running or owning their own SNL. They don't have SNLs anymore. And I remember walking around in 1986 looking at these owners of, of SNLs you know, one set of owners were wearing macrame beer can hats. But back then, I think what Wall Street thought was, gosh, you know, this is a force to be reckoned with. This is a good conference to see these California and West Coast lenders because West Coast lenders included Oregon and Washington and Arizona and Nevada. So they would come to the conference as well. And so it attracted a lot of Wall Street attention back from back uh, from companies like Solomon Brothers and Morgan Stanley and Smith Barney and Goldman Sachs and so on. So back then it was a a good upswell of of conference going and a good source of information for these Wall Street firms. And I think it really helped put California on the map in terms of where California is in the nation in terms of loan origination and in selling loans. Why should people be interested in the Western secondary across the nation? I know it's a California thing. So the state of California accounts for, depending on who you ask, 20 to 25% of the national volume of originations. And so the California MBA Western secondary attracts a lot of attention from investors you know, whether it's Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac, aggregators, the hedging companies, and so on. And the conference is specifically focused on secondary marketing, hence the name. And so what happens in the secondary markets, aka the capital markets, drives what happens in the primary markets with borrowers. And so it's very interesting to see who's doing what in terms of execution, in terms of servicing execution, in terms of companies who seem to be buying loans, those who aren't buying loans, and so on. Do you have any goals for the conference or, or parts of it that you're looking forward to? No. I'm going to spend some time with California NBA future leaders, talking to them about the capital markets and about what I do. I'm going to moderate a panel on capital markets, and then Wednesday morning, moderate a different panel that starts at 7.30 in the morning. Uh, and it's just a way of, of touching base with everyone. So in terms of goals that I have, it's more just, just seeing people that I may not see much during the year and 
just rubbing shoulders and shooting the breeze and doing so in an informal, uh, really pretty atmosphere. Any other closing remarks about the Western secondary before I let you go? I think the people going always get something out of it, whether it's just seeing old friends or, or meeting with warehouse banks or old investors, new investors, meeting with servicing buyers, and just informally getting a chance to hear who's doing what. Thanks for your time. You're welcome. This week in capital markets, the U.S. Census Bureau will issue the July retail sales report, which is forecast to show a slight acceleration from the pace seen in June. Traders will also be watching the release of the Federal Open Market Committee minutes from the Fed's July meeting for more clues on the direction of interest rates after the July CPI print calmed some nerves. Throw in some regional Fed surveys, business inventories, housing market data, industrial production and capacity utilization, as well as leading indicators, and that's the week. Scheduled Fed speak is currently light, though as I said, the minutes from the July 25th and 26th meeting will be released on Wednesday. Pertinent to mortgages, MBS Class B and C 48 hours are on Tuesday and Thursday. The week is off to a quiet start with no scheduled economic releases of note today. We begin the week with agency MBS prices roughly unchanged from Friday night, and the tenure yielding 4.15 after closing last week at 4.17%. Back last October, the tenure hit 4.34%. We'll trap up with a joke and some housekeeping. A Louisiana teacher was quizzing her students. Tijon, who signed the Declaration of Independence? He replied, damn if I know. She was a little put out by his swearing, so she told him to go home and bring his father with him when he came back. Next day, the father came with his son and sat in the back of the room to observe. She started back in on her quiz and finally got to the boy. Now, Tijon, I'll ask you again. Who signed a Declaration of Independence? Well, hell, teacher, Tijon exclaimed. I told you I didn't know. The father jumped up in the back, pointed a stern finger at his son and said, Tijon, if you signed that damn thing, hell, you better well admit it. Oh, that was the punchline. <laughs> Apparently, T. John signed the Declaration of Independence. Thanks again to today's podcast sponsor, Richie May, a recognized leader in providing specialized advisory, audit, tax, technology, and other services to the mortgage industry for almost four decades. To learn more, visit richiemay.com. If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at Robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.